Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. This week on The Complacence, the band is forced into group therapy with their arch-rivals, Taekwondo. Don't. Also, Blindy, Roadie Without Fear, flashes back to his childhood, and the Major League Super Crime Busters tangle with an old nemesis. Not one of theirs, though. The next voice you hear is coming to you from January 27th, 1996. David Seville and his imaginary friends. This is WNUR Freeform, where we're all busy rushing around the studios, making the final preparations for tonight's exciting episode of The Complacence. And now, The Complacence, starring The Complacence. Last week on Blindy, Roadie Without Fear, the FBI was called in to investigate the slaying of the porn man in the convenience store. Was it accidental death or a planned serial murder? Blindy wandered the dark streets looking for figs, lost golden auto harp strings, while below ground, bizarro monkey boy and Butts Creek man lurked. Blindy took an unplanned tumble down an open manhole and we joined him unconscious. 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 Childhood. Come on, little slugger. It's time for the game. But I don't want to play. Now listen, son. Don't worry about the game. Win or lose, your mother and I still love you, don't we, dear? Just like we love all of God's creatures. It's it's not that. It's just that every time I play, the ball ends up hitting. Nah, we need to get going, buckaroo, or you'll be late. Remember the Lord, and he'll help you hit that ball. Bye now. Okay, kids. Remember that we're out here today for purpose. And that purpose is to defeat the enemy through any means. Blinder, you're up at bat, son. If you don't hit that ball, you'll be doing push-ups till you're 20. Uh, listen, Coach. You can get someone else to, to bat for me if you want. That's Coach General, sir. Don't forget it again, son. Yes, sir. And you're going to get out there and bat. No youngster to my baseball command is going to shirk their responsibility. And remember, take the bat with you while you're running, and don't let that first baseman get in your way. Uh, yes, Coach General, sir. Now at that, number nine, Blindy Saliva for Quonset Hut. That's my son out there. He's a really slugger. And he has the power of the Lord in him. Should he be standing that close to the plate? Wow, that ball slamming against his head must have hurt. Oh, it happens all the time. He's a tough one, not afraid of anything. It's from all that playing with the neighbor's uh, six Doberman Pinchers when he was three. Little Blindy would crawl back home at night when the dogs had fallen asleep, and I'd wash off the scrapes and bite marks. He'd be all tuckered out, but I made sure he said his prayers before going to sleep. Hey, I thought the batter got to walk if 
they got hit by the pitcher, and that's the second time. That's true for Major League Ball, but not Little League. Kids will be kids, you know. Hmm, that was a fine pitch. Blindy doesn't get knocked out by just any fine baseball. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I guess he wasn't up for baseball today. It looks as if he injured himself falling down the manhole. It looks as if he injured himself falling down the manhole. Bizarro monkey boy smells sugary twinky on him. Delight of golden cake and artificial cream feeling haunts Bizarro monkey boy. It is obvious that this scarlet mask fool was following us. What shall we do with him? Meanwhile, back at the convenience store. Thanks for watching the register while I was out smoking. Yes, well, I was just taking some notes on the crime scene. Upon examining all of the clues, I think that we might actually be dealing with some paranormal forces here. Where'd you get that from? I started off on the wrong path, but then I noticed the door marked DANGER! Haunted Catacombs! Yeah, that's the door where that blindy guy charged in with all the rats. Another detail that supports the parano paranormal is the flood of rats that accompanied the scarlet-masked individual. Think of the Middle Ages and the connection of rats and the plague to vampires. This is getting pretty weird. Hey, wait a second. What's that say on your badge there? Oh, it's nothing, really. Uh, nothing at all. Honorary X-Files FBI agent? And, and hey, it's made out of plastic. Well, budget cuts and all. You're not a real agent at all, are you? Um, well, not exactly. I bet you were just in town for that convention. They said Mulder would be there. Just, just get out of the store. Man, this job shouldn't be this strange. I'm calling the real police. Fine, I'll leave. But just remember, the truth is out there. Freak. Back underground, Blindy is stirring to consciousness, only to find himself in the presence of two strangers. Ba baseball's hitting me in the head. We must take him with us now so he will present no trouble in the future, like pesky American allies entering the war. He is weak like an easily conquerable France, and we must exploit his weakness. Tie him up, Bizarro Monkey Boy. Me like tying things up. It reminds Bizarro Monkey Boy of his carefree days as a dysfunctional Boy Scout. Baseballs. Baseballs pounding on my head. Answer his request for pounding on the head too, so we will not have to hear from his cryptic ramblings. Blindy kidnapped? Will he find the golden strings? Only time will tell. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR Freeform. Last week on The Curtain, the brave and swarthy Major League Super Crime Busters took on the all-powerful threat of Chet the Man-God and defeated him in the last few seconds of the game. Up in outer space, Dr. Patriot, Dr. Nightmare, Sir Lancelot, and Lady Guinevere, with the assistance of the quantum mechanic, made significant progress in their journey back to our present. However, they lost Dr. Nightmare through an accident in the loo. Nevertheless, our time-roving heroes speed back towards Earth while at the same time exhibiting maximum fuel efficiency. We now join our heroes as they pilot their hyped-up moonlander toward a suitable landing pad. Ah, there's the old headquarters. That's your castle? Well, it's no castle, Lancelot. That's the fortress of the Major League Super Crime Busters. Oh, so we moved it from Milwaukee? Yes. I think they decided about two years ago that Manhattan was a bigger metropolitan area and much more in need of a super team. Does this Manhattan have whores? Lancelot, 
What care you of whores? It's got all the whores you could ever want, lad. Lancelot doesn't want any whores. I don't want any whores, I guess. Man, she's got you whipped, pal. If my lady told me I couldn't have any whores, I would say, sorry, baby, but I'm going out for some whores. Uh, could we talk about whores later? We're about 30 feet from impact. One set of super-fast air brakes coming up. QM, I don't question your superpower skills, but was it really a good idea to land us on top of the fortress of the Major League Super Crime Busters? Why? What's the problem? Uh, well, there wouldn't be any problem if the roof was flat, but we're on top of the needle. No problem. We'll just slip out the bottom hatch and... Oh, no. We have lost the quantum mechanic as well. Relax, Lady Guinevere. He only fell about 600 feet. He'll be fine. But that reminds me. I wonder what happened to Dr. Nightmare. That's a good question. Maybe we'll have some answers inside the fortress where the Major League Super Crime Busters meet for their post-battle meeting. I just want to congratulate everybody on an extremely well-fought battle. Not only have we ended the public threat of Chet the Man-God, but we have also prohibited the sales of cigarettes to minors. It's about time somebody helped those kids out. Is Chet locked up tight, announcer man? Yes, Chet the Man-God is resting comfortably in his custom-made, God-proof containment unit on sale now at Office Max. Back to you, Lady Victory. Thank you, announcer man. And now, Benevolent Girl will read the overview of the Major League Super Crime Busters 1996 fiscal budget. Uh, excuse me, Lady Victory? Yes, Curtin, what's on your mind? Well, it just occurred to me, Lady Victory, that our initial purpose in staking out that warehouse was to end the crime spree perpetrated by Blitzkrieg Man and Bizarro Monkey Boy. We only stumbled across Chet the Man-God on accident. Uh, my association, Curtin, has a good point. Lady Victory, it's almost as if we were set up. Oh, my. Maybe whoever tipped us off to go to the warehouse was actually trying to get us to fight Chet the Man-God. Say... That's an interesting observation, Mini Blinds. Perhaps this SS sent us to Chet in the hopes that we would defeat him, or vice versa. Say, did anyone just hear anything on the roof? The wrinkled skin of my chamois. Someone just fell through the skylight. Oh my God! I recognize him. Who is it, Lady Victory? It's my old superhero training academy sweetheart, the Quantum Mechanic. You never told us you had a sweetheart in those days. That's because one day he mysteriously disappeared. The night before, I was making him scream my name loud enough to awaken Dr. Death. And when I woke up the next morning, he had all but vanished into thin air. Ow! Ow! My ears are burning! Also, your head is bleeding. I'll run and get some band-aids. Wow, he's got internal bleeding, too. I'll go get some band-aid brand bandage pills. In the meantime, I'll stop his bleeding with my shabby. Are you sure you want to do that in today's world full of communicable diseases, Mr. Shammy? Well, I, I guess I'll have to hope that he's not been with another woman since Lady Victory all those years ago, announced man. Oh, he hasn't. I'll vouch for that. Dr. Patriot. Yes, it is I, Dr. Patriot, having returned from the distant past and the distant future. Well, how was your trip? Not bad, Curtin, not bad at all. Exciting, adventuresome, truly gripping family entertainment. What happened to Dr. Nightmare? We lost him somewhere along the way. No matter. The threat of Dr. Nightmare has ended. However, I picked up some new passengers along the way. Hello. Hello. Meet Lady Guinevere and Sir Lancelot of Camelot. Lance, Gwen, this is the curtain. Mini blinds. Announcer man. 
Mr. Shammy, Lady Victory. Oh, thou art a lady as well. As the quantum mechanic will tell you, I'm no lady. Anyway, that's Benevolent Girl over there and Furry Kitten. A hideous fur-covered beast. Allow me to slay it before it attacks. Whoa, uh, chill out there, Sir Lancelot. Meow! No, I beg of thee, thou monstrous monstrosity. Do not devour me. Ah! And that's some guy in a godproof containment unit. I don't know who he is. And hey, who's that guy with a flag on his head? That's Super American, your replacement. Well, howdy, Dr. Patriot. It's nice to finally meet you. My replacement? Uh, we uh, thought that you were dead. Dead? Damn it, Amazon, I'm Dr. Patriot. I lead the Major League Super Crime Busters. Well, actually, Lady Victory does that now. What? Lady Victory, you served my office the second I vanished? No, I waited six weeks. Well, excuse me, all to hell for getting stranded in time. Aren't there any provisions for that? I'm sorry, Dr. Patriot, but if you want to rejoin the team, you'll have to reapply. That's how I got in, after all. You can't bend the rules, Doc. I'll bend your rules, you flight-headed freak! Meanwhile, in a very mysterious and secret location elsewhere... Bloody murder! Yes, Sir Exalted Swami? How goes your secret mission of seduction? He's not been home each time I have rung his bell. However, his landlady, Mrs. Hugglebaum, is threatening to evict the curtain if he does not pay up on his rent. No! We cannot let that happen. If we lose our chance to capture the curtain, then all of my plans may fail miserably. You go find this Mrs. Hugglebaum, and you bring her before me. I will, all exalted Swami. Good. Now where are my other two operatives? Heavy odds, Swami Salami. We can be bearing gifts of living and non-living statuses. We have apprehended crucial element to golden auto-harp, golden strings. Excellent. Everything is falling into place. We have also brought before you this little wiener kind of guy whom we have found snooping around on a trail like some inept gumshoe. Bizarro monkey boy hungry. Me need food. Badly. Bizarro monkey boy life force running out. You need food? I will give you food. Ah, Giant Sloppy Joe fall on Bizarro Monkey Boy. Me love Giant Sloppy Joe. Have we served you well, master? You have, Blitzkrieg man. In fact, I may consider letting your friends out of prison. Hey, captive is waking up. Let's get some information out of him. Look at me, boy. No, this way. What's your name, boy? My, my name's Blindy. What's yours? Young fool, I am the all-powerful Swami Salami. Swami, Swami Salami? I've, I've heard about you. I thought you were cast into the pit of hell. Oh, that's what you heard, eh? Well, let me tell you what really happened. You see, I had descended into the pit of hell when those accursed complacents came to steal back the magic ruby ring of Hammurabi. I landed a few days later and made myself a rather comfortable tri-level in the suburbs. Weeks later, I read in the paper of another's entrance into hell. Where am I? My old nemesis, Kaiser Shostov. Welcome to hell. I am in hell? Blast those complacents. You're in hell because of the complacents too? Could it be that we have a common enemy, Air Swami? And so we went to work, searching for a way out of hell. 
it was pretty tough to deal with the vultures constantly trying to devour the Kaiser's liver, but eventually we were able to make a grappling hook out of his intestines. Do you think that my intestines will be long enough? Go away, you goddamn vultures! I will magically lengthen your intestines until they stretch to the top of the pit of hell. <laughs> then I will climb up and wreak revenge oh, oh, on my new arch nemesis, the complacent. And since I am dead, I think that I am going to go over to the employment office and apply to be a poltergeist so that I may wreak revenge against my old nemesis, the general and his quonset hat. And so, I climbed to the top of the pit of hell and rejoined the crime and sorcery underworld. The Kaiser haunted Quonset of Pizza and drove away all his customers, leaving him ruined. And now I have stolen the valuable golden auto-hop strings, which are the lifeblood of the complacent's musical existence. Soon, they will plunge into ruin, and then I will make my final strike. Better kill me now, Swami Salami, so that I don't run back and tell everyone about your plan. Baloney! You will not escape! Hey! Blindy man escaped! Curse you, Bizarro Monkey Boy! But I will wreak my revenge on you later. Back at the Major League Super Crime Busters Fortress. And now that we've had the police escort Dr. Patriot off the premises, we can return to our meeting. We need to learn who this SS is. Sharon Stone? Strawberry shortcake? My arch enemy, the super soaker? The silver scissor? Meow, meow? Super Soviet? Snuffy Smith? Who's stinky? Sir, uh, Sir Galahad? Hey, I think that Chet the Man God is trying to say something. Should I turn on his intercom? Please do, you sexy, studly hunk of man. You fools! SS stands for Swami Salami! Hear his name and despair! <laughs> he will come soon to cleanse the earth of your presence! Hmm, that sounds ominous. Indeed it does. Well, this certainly reveals some plot elements that have been hidden for a while, but what lies ahead? Tune in to the curtain next week when you'll hear Dr. Patriot say... Oh, come on, Lady Victory. Didn't that one-night stand we had three years ago mean anything to you? You're listening to The Complacents on WNUR. And meanwhile... You can travel anywhere in the world. Just one book is all you need. You can be a sailor sailing a ship. All you gotta do is read. You can travel any place that you want All it takes is just one book You can be a pirate searching for gold Come and take a look Library, you'll find a book for everyone Take a look inside a book Cause reading can be fun Wow, it's a Necronomicon Judy Bloom's Blubber, the Balker. No making noise in the library. Hey, you smashed my auto harp. Shh. Oh, sorry, Miss Librarian Lady. Gosh, not even Don Wrinkles has that many wrinkles. Looks like she came out of a formaldehyde jar just to tell me to... Be quiet. You could at least wait for me to walk away before you start talking about me. Oh, yeah, I forgot. 
wow, they really do provide you with helpful information at the library. But what I want to be provided with is some good old-fashioned escapism. Now I'll just follow our handy dual-e decimal system to the fiction section. Young adult? Ah, shucks! The young adult series of Clifford the Big Pubescent Dog are all checked out. I really wanted to read Clifford Plays Against the Water Tower, or my favorite, Clifford Leaves a Big Red Spot. Shucks. Well, I'm not in the mood for a picture book, so I guess it'll be Choose Your Own Adventure again. Those time machine books are just too hard. Hmm, well, let me think. Do I want to go into a haunted house, or do I want to be a rock star? Hey, wait a minute. I am a rock star. No talking in the library. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Life seems sort of empty without talking. Excuse me. Uh, mm hmm. Excuse me, but would you? Please stop reading to yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. It's highly distracting. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. There's a knock on your dressing room door. It's your manager. Only one minute till showtime. Now cut that out. Right, you told me not to read it to myself. Look, you don't have to explain your little jokes to me. Now just cut it out. I'm trying to read. Okay. Hey, what you reading? Uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Wow, that's pretty thick. You could get lost in all those pages. Uh, yes, but I have just used a bookmark. Hmm, bookmarks don't help me much. I tend to lose anything that isn't tethered to my sleeves with alligator clips. That bookmark falls out and I have to start reading at the beginning again. Well, you, you could always fold the corners. The corners of the pages? Yes. Nuh-uh. Hmm. I like to read the same books over and over again, and if all the pages are already folded, how will I know my uh, place? Well, if, if you don't fold the pages and you don't use a bookmark, how do you keep your place in a book? I remember the page number. <laughs> yes, just talking to you now, I'm sure a highly developed mind like yours could recite the periodic table, yes. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm pretty sure the salad fork goes on the left. You illustrate my point brilliantly. Um, no, really, how could you manage to remember the page number each time? Well, it was kind of hard because my memory's not too good. Really? Yeah, I keep remembering the number wrong, and I'd start on the wrong page and miss a whole section of the book. So then I got an idea. When I stopped on a page, I'd read to the page number. I'd read the page number to myself over and over again, and re I'd repeat it to myself all day. And, and then you were able to remember the page number. Yeah, but I'd forget what book I was reading. Well, what did you do then? Well, I realized the problem. I was making things too hard for myself. Oh. That's when I got another idea. Before mm -hmm. I'd stop reading, I'd keep going until I got to a page number that was easy to remember. Oh. And to make sure I wouldn't get mixed up and accidentally start further back in the book, each time I stopped, I'd stop on a page number that was even easier to remember than the last one I stopped at. Well, I'll hand it to you. It's original. But does it work? You betcha. <clears throat> what, what page number are you on now? Page one, two, three. Page 
One, two, three. Oh, how on earth are you going to stop on a page number that's easier to remember than one, two, three? What's easier than one, two, three? Seven, nineteen. Seven, nineteen? Seven, nineteen? That must be the hardest number in the world to remember. That's right. I just think to myself, what's the hardest number in the world to remember? 719. Mm, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I can't believe I've been wasting my time even talking to a lunatic like you. Hey, that's not nice. How do you keep your place? I'm not telling you. Just leave me alone and let me read. Fine. Fine. I heard that! Last week on The Complacence. You know, I'm getting the strangest sensation of deja vu. All rise! Criminal court is now in session. The Honorable Stanley L. Warren presiding. Please be seated. Our first case today is... Wait a minute. I'm getting the strangest sensation of deja vu. You! I told you I didn't want to see you ever again in my courtroom after that custody battle. And I even switched from family court to criminal court. Well, I meant it when I said I'd give you the death penalty. Gods! God's sake, this man to use on having face a firing squad. No, you, you got it all wrong, Your Honor. <laughs> I'm just here to bail my band out of jail. I had nothing whatsoever to do with this, I swear! And we're not going to have any bizarre outbursts from you this week, are we? No, Coach. Uh, I mean, Your Honor. Good. <clears throat> so what are you, all of you boys doing here? Good God! You're in violation of City Ordinance 13,624, creating a dangerous situation in a theater or concert arena by intentionally and maliciously causing objects to fly through the air. What happened? Well... We were up on stage and about to play our first chord when suddenly Taekwondo started throwing midgets at us. That made us really mad, so we kind of started throwing them back. And, uh, midgets? Uh, some kind of candy? No, Your Honor. Actual midgets. Except there was one of them who was all dressed in green. I think he was more of a leprechaun. Now, who is this Taekwondo uh, who started throwing midgets at you? We're right here, Judge. Hmm, Taekwondo. The greatest band in the land. The greatest band in the land! You mean Lunchbox? Lunchbox! Yes! Is it true what he said? Why did you start throwing midgets at them? Because they weren't Lunchbox! Lunchbox! So you just picked up some people up and uh, threw them at the stage, possibly causing massive injuries to both your targets and the midgets. That is correct, Judge. Massive injuries are what rock and roll is all about. Taekwondo has had something against us from the first day we met, Your Honor. Yeah, they're jealous of our success. Jealous of what success? Have you listened to the radio lately and heard our song? Yeah, what, on a light rock with less talk? All right, <clears throat> that's enough. I'm going to deal with the investigators, uh, instigators of this midget tossing episode first. How do you plead? Guilty! 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 100% guilty. And all you reporters here, I suggest the banner headline, Taekwondo, don't, don't plead not guilty. Whatever happened to musical groups who tried to have a nice, clean cut image like the four lads? Anyway, <clears throat> let me talk to you four. You realize that just because someone's throwing midgets at you, it doesn't mean you have to throw them back. Well, Your Honor, my daddy always taught me an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, 
And a cute little man for a cute little man. Besides, Taekwondo don't just got us so enraged. And it was lots of fun. So I figure you're all going to plead guilty. Let the record show that the defendants hung their heads low and nodded. What about you? Were you involved in all of this? You uh, weren't out on stage at all, were you? Well, uh, actually, it's uh, like... Uh... Yahoo! Fred! Hi! <laughs> Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, anyway, yes, I was right out there on stage. In fact, I masterminded this whole midget-tossing plot by putting all those midgets right up next to the stage in front of Taekwondo, knowing that they'd be looking for something to toss at us. But, uh, since they don't sell any vegetables at the club... All right, that's enough. <clears throat> now, ordinarily, I'd send you all to jail. But the jail's full of real criminals. Obviously, the only solution is counseling. Oh, midget sensitivity training. No, not midget sensitivity training. The midget tossing was just a symptom of a sickness that runs rampant today. Bands are having feuds with other bands. Whatever happened to the days when the only people to have ongoing feuds were hillbilly families and rock comedians? Well, now, I'm going to sentence all eight of you to be locked in a room together with a counselor, not to come out until Taekwondo and the complacents can get along together. And not toss anything at each other, midgets or otherwise. start this session by first of all thanking both bands for coming because you know seeking help and admitting that you have a problem is the first step to conquering any obstacle yeah whatever it's not like we came here by choice yes well i do feel some negative energy in this room that's why i'd like to start with a few icebreakers to let some positivity in here oh great now we can begin nancy faraday but you can just call me dr nancy would that be okay with everyone yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, okay. Whatever the hell. Okay, then it's okay by me too. Now, since you all know my name, how about we make a circle here and, and you can go around the room and tell us your name and, and something about yourself that makes you special. Johnny, how about you go first? Uh, okay. My name is Johnny Angelo and I'm the most talented vocalist in the world. My name is Gunner. And I think I'm about the only musician in the United States who hasn't sold out yet. Uh, I'm Fig Collins, and, um, I tried to fly a lead balloon once. Uh, I'm Fred James, and I was, uh, the most prolific maze author in, uh, February 1994. I'm Evil Otto Fleshmeyer, and my brother could kill all of you! 
They call me Bowser. I had sex with a blender. I'm Coily Rogers Hammersmith. Uh, I go to the bathroom in an alley and I sleep in a dumpster. My name's Ridley Ridley, and I'm Lunchbox's number one fan, Lunchbox! 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 Oh, okay, okay, thank you. A very, very interesting responses we've got here. Okay, let's make a note of this. Okay, okay. Uh, now that we're all better acquainted, I'd like to have um, you there, Fig. Why don't you pass out these boxes of crayons? And, okay. Okay. And you there, is it Bowser? Correct. Uh, okay. Can you give everyone a piece of this art paper? Uh, th thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, these have pastels. Yes. Oh, Pretty, okay. Uh... Okay. Now, what I want you to do is draw me a picture of one of your favorite places. Now, this can be your house, your room, wherever you want, because it's your choice, and it's all up to you. I know. Oh, okay, here you go. I know. My dumpster. And here's the hole where I go to the bathroom in the alley. Yeah. Not a big dumpster. Here's right. Pickle, draw a picture. Oh, here's my. Pickle, draw a picture. Of my toy. What did I tell you? Yes, oh, maybe I should put the arrest a little better. Uh, uh, That's what I'm drawing. Oh, yeah. Those in the dumpster, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Is everyone finished? <clears throat> uh, I'm not finished. Uh, I need to borrow the peach. Oh, okay. No. Can I have some lotion, please? Lotion? Some lotion, please? Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Now everyone's finished. Okay. I noticed as I was walking around, I saw some very um, uh, strong, strong work, shall we say? Uh, why don't some of you share your artwork with the rest of the group? I don't want to share. I think I'm pretty good. Well, it, you need to share your feelings. We need to open up the lines of communications in the room. That's no way. I do this for my own enjoyment. I'm putting it up on my fridge. Well. Fig, I'm sure that you can set a better example. Why don't you start, please? Okay, well, this is my favorite place. It's where I uh, left my home where I was misunderstood by my father and overprotected by my mother. And so I went to the big city of California where I uh, branched out and went cosmic. And so here's, uh, here's the border of California and here's the sign that says, Welcome to California. Have fun. And uh, here's the ocean. That's very well expressed. Thank you for sharing. I used blue for the for the ocean. Good. Yes, that's nice. I like that Cause, a lot. Because the sky is blue. The ocean just reflects the sky. That's right. It's actually uh, reflect. It's clear. Yes. Oh, okay. Bowser, Bowser I see that you have But something... if I colored the sky and then you couldn't see the ocean, so I stopped. That was, that was very perceptive that's... of you. Good. At the horizon, because that's where they meet, you know. Right, right, okay. I unless, hate it. Unless there's an island no, over there. I hate your drawing, Fig. No, uh, no, let's not have any negative vibes in this room, okay? This is all about opening up and... and, and it's stupid. But you have to recognize other people's differences. I mean, just because you think it's stupid doesn't mean that, that it is stupid. Well, okay, why don't you share your drawing with us then, Otto? Um... Here's a drawing of my shower at home. And in my shower, you'll notice many, many tiles. They're all individually dirty in their own different way. I think that's very, very enticing. Here on the, on the wall of the shower is, is my favorite thing. 
It sits my shampoo and, and conditioner dispenser. You know what it looks like? Uh, what's that? What does it look like to you? Well, uh, why don't you tell me? <laughs> oh, yes? Do you have a response for that? Well, you could answer. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Fig doesn't look like he's seen any of these before. Hey, is them Hooters? That's right, it's Brass. Very good. I'm very pleased and feeling very close to you right now, Johnny. You're not all bad, Angelo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, you guys want to see my drawing? Yes, yes. Why don't you go ahead and share that with us? Thank you. This, this is a drawing of the grain silo where, at the tender age of 12, I may whoop it for the very first time. Yeah! Okay, um... Uh, Come here, boy. <laughs> Give you a hug. Thank you for that open response, Otto. Um, Johnny, this must have been a very happy place for you. H how did you feel when you were drawing this picture? Well, it was originally a picture of something else. But then I decided to put a window on it and make it into something different. So I felt kind of embarrassed, but then I felt happy because... Ooh, because it ooh, was a picture of something ooh, else. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know what it was a picture of. Yes? It is, uh, uh, his pencil. Yeah, yes, I, I do see the pencil-like shape here. Yes, it goes straight up with a, with a point on it. Yes, that's, that's very good. A anyone else care to uh, comment on the picture? It doesn't matter. It's a silo. It's a silo. It's, it's okay. It's a silo. Okay, good. Okay. For those of you who haven't been speaking, I'm kind of concerned. Um... Uh, Ridley, uh, how did you feel when you were drawing your picture? You haven't said much. That's because I've been drawing it this whole time. It's it's a picture of this entire scene because I'm just I'm just so feeling the vibe of of therapy. I've been drawing everybody as they've been talking, and and, and I've been trying to draw people moving, but I can't draw. Still people moving, I can't do it. I need I need an animator or something, man. And it's just it's just that uh, man, I wanted yeah, to see you've been, lunchbox. You've been feeling the vibe of something, uh, Ridley. See, this is a good thing. You're all trying to help him. He needs to release his emotions. Maybe this you is shouldn't very feel good. that vibe quite so often. Okay, um, Gunner, uh yes, you over there. Um, I noticed that you haven't been making any contributions to the group. Um, you didn't even draw anything on your paper. Is, is there a problem? I'm sorry, I was totally spacing out. I'm working on a song. Oh, okay. Uh, you don't Hippie. have you don't have anything to add? Any uh, any thoughts? Any any kind of sharing you want to do? I'm disgusted by the irrelevance of the artwork I've seen so far this evening. Okay. Well, I'm I I see. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm. It's too bad that you feel that way. But but you know, at least you're expressing your true feelings, and that's very important. I'm I'm pleased with the progress that you're making. Thanks. Yes, well, okay, now as one final attempt to bridge the gap between the complacence and Taekwondo, I'd like to propose that we play a game, a role-playing game. Kick, smear the queer! Uh, no, okay, this is a different kind of game. Us. Uh, Tag the bag! Uh, smear no. the complacent! No, Bowser and, smear um... Can we play lunchbox? No. Lunchbox! Hey, lunchbox! Lunchbox! Um, I'd like oh, us sorry. all to I like you, flare Johnny. up and 
quietly work on this? mazes for ourselves? Is that I, possible? I'm sorry? What? Can we, like, split up and quietly each one of us work on a maze? Well, Fred, I would like for the group to interact, you know, uh, amongst its members. I think that's better for communication. What I'd like to do is, how about Bowser and Ridley? I'd like you to match yourselves up with two members of the Complacence. Okay, how about Johnny and Fred? Okay, so you four together. And then Otto and Coily, yep. you go stand by Gunner and Fit. I didn't stand by no hippie. No, we need you to do this, okay? All right. Okay, good, good. Okay, now the name of the game is I Can Be in a Happy Family, okay? I, I want each of your group members to uh, pretend that you are a happy family whose members can communicate effectively with one another, okay? Now, now who plays the role of the father and I mother? Oh, okay. The sister and brother, it, you have to decide that amongst yourselves because I, communication is key in this game, okay? All right, you have five minutes to play. And remember, communication is key. Go. I'm the daddy and you've all been very bad. Now, none of this is very applicable. You've been bad. Nah, because in a real family, you don't discuss who's going to be the daddy. Someone's the daddy. That's right, we're not discussing anything. I'm the father. Bend over. Oh, okay. Well, I can see already that I'm the only one here open-minded enough to even consider being one of the female characters. No, I, that's not true, Gunner. I'll probably get stuck being one of them, because I really don't relate well to people and really can't assert myself. Count. Shut up. Okay. My mom related really great to people. I'm the sensitive one. Well, whatever. I know I ain't gonna be no woman. Fig, was your mommy a whore? A who? A whore. Um, I don't know. What's Please that? Please clarify. A whore is a woman who relates very well to other men for money. Oh, a PR person, yeah. Ah. Okay, now I don't want any name calling to go on between the groups. Okay, I want to hear communication <coughs> words, okay? I feel, I want, I wish, okay? Hey, I, want I feel, I agree. Anyone's, how about yours family and our family has a feud? As the potential mother in the family, I'm going to exercise my reproductive rights by having an abortion right now. Well, as a daddy, I just want to say that I'm taking the family on a trip to Disney World! Alright, that sounds good. That Can we go nice in move. the teacups? Disney World! Maybe we'll see Lunchbox! Lunchbox! On Pleasure Island. Okay, oh. New Year every day. Okay, all right. Um, I, I can see by looking at the data we're getting here uh, that these games aren't really producing the effective results that we need, okay? Um, okay, I have an idea. I propose a joint concert, okay? A type of peace jam, if you will, uh, with both of the bands, the Complacents and Taekwondo, headlining at the same time. You see the equal ground here. Okay, how does that sound to everybody? Peace, okay? peace jam? Oh, good. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe it could work. Peace jam. Yeah, okay, H how about we, we try it right here? You guys can set up right over there and let's see how it goes. Okay. This could be fun. Peace jam! Yeah, uh, hey, Ridley, why don't, why don't you kick out some sort of Almond Brothers Santana beat on your keyboard? All right, man! How's that? Oh, That's some sweet stuff. Okay, um, I'll come in with the first guitar. Right. 
greater understanding of each other? I have a greater understanding that you guys suck. Agreed. Yeah, well, we have a greater understanding that that we's gonna be kicking your asses in the record sales department. Yeah. Well, we're taking lessons from Lunchbox. 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 So there. Yeah, well, I'm married to the bass player from Lunchbox. And she's got big hooters, so there. Man, I guess that the moral of the story is we just, maybe we just can't be friends. Do you really think that's it? I see no moral to this story. I'm getting angry. That's good. I declare this session officially over. That sounds like a good idea because these feelings are just overwhelming, okay? I think we all need to uh, regroup and, and maybe we'll try this another time, okay? Uh, I'd like to thank maybe everyone. Maybe smoked up or something. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's the answer. Um, I, thanks for coming, everybody. I'm really sorry that this didn't work out. Me too. Miato. You're listening to Freeform at 89.3 WNUR-FM, Evanston, Chicago's Sound Experiment. Another episode of The Complacence is coming up in 167 hours. Now, stay tuned for Title to be Determined. Back now in the present, here's what's coming up on the next episode. It's a wide variety of Complacence adventures at the shopping mall. Until next time, this has been The Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking. <laughs>